Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to The Anthony Sane Show. This, of course, is your host, Anthony Sane, live from the Bluff City Media Studios here. How on top of wherever the hell we at? Y'all do not need to know where we at. Just know we ain't in nobody's house. Just know that. I got my boy... I do not have Kenny Stubblefield across the glass today. I have a good friend of mine. He was on here a couple weeks ago. Paris Sharkey of Bluff City Media across the glass. Paris, what's going on, my brother? What's up? What it do? Man, good to see you, brother. Uh, good to hear from you as well. You are uh, 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 unseen on the screen. No one ever sees the producer on this show. So, uh, so welcome, brother. Welcome. No problem. <laughs> I'm looking at you now. You look like you know what you're doing a little bit. <laughs> Good to see your brother employed, man. You know what I mean? So if Kenny was your white conscious, am I your black conscious? No, because I'm black. So you would not be my black conscious. <laughs> uh, you would be my younger conscious. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Kind of like Looper. You, remember, you ever seen that movie Looper, bro? Nah. Okay, well, don't worry about the joke. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right. Uh, got a great show today. Got a good friend of mine coming in in segment two to sit down with Sane with Rob Fisher of uh, Grind City Media. You guys also know him as being the sideline reporter uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. I have a confession to make to him, man. I used to troll Rob like few others in the city of Memphis before me and him got to be cool. I'm going to talk to him about that uh, when he comes on. Really excited to hear what Rob has to talk about. Rob is a person who's also a big advocate for mental health, man. I hope that he allows me to talk with him about that today. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome interview um, with Rob Fisher today. Looking forward to that in segment number two. Uh, we, of course, we got the three-pointer. We're going to talk about some things that are going on within the NBA and also in college basketball here. And uh, uh, Javon Quinley uh, was in town. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to talk about that, uh, his visit to Memphis, things like that. Uh, segment number four, of course, inside the same brain. <sighs> Kiki Palmer's baby daddy is just out here, man. Just yeah, we're gonna have to address that, brother. Like, I'm glad I got a brother across the glass from me today, uh, Perry Sharkey. I was gonna talk about I was gonna talk about uh, 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 the rules to uh, spades. Actually, is what I was gonna talk about. That I was like, well, Kenny can't. Kenny might have been able to go with me on that. <laughs> but if I know it was you, Perry Sharkey, I, I would have rolled with you. Uh, on that one for sure. But uh, let's go back to since we last talked. Since we last talked, Paris Sharkey, uh, some important things happened. The person that we, uh, the Grizzlies added that they signed in free agency, we're, I think I'm at least 10 years old. You're like 33, 34, right? 31. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dozen years old. So this person hits a little different from me and, and, and you. Derrick Rose signed a two-year vet minimum deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the first night of free agency, I was laid in my bed um, watching the whole free agency thing unfold. And the level of excitement, Paris Sharkey, was was uh, pretty high that night to see Derrick Rose, a, a young man that I... Um, 2008 was a, was a wild year, Anthony St. Uh, Paris. My mother passed away that year. Um, the Tigers, the day that my mom passed away, I want to say, yeah, it was the weekend of Memphis versus Tennessee that year with Derrick Rose. Oh, the one versus two matchup. Mm -hmm. The one versus two matchup was the same week of my mom's funeral. And I remember um, watching the national championship game a couple months after my mom passed away. Tigers are up, whatever the amount was, with whatever amount of time. I, I, I've kind of erased it from my memory. <laughs> don't, don't tell me. <laughs> I remember that, and I was like, man, these bastards about to win one for my mom. <laughs> 
And as you guys know, it did not play out that way at all, Perry Sharky. Derrick Rose was, of course, on that team. Magical run in 2008, man. Uh, but I thought they were about to win one for my mom. And, and all the tears I cried, it was compounded, man. I was still mourning my mom. And then they tricked off that game and lost. Yeah, so it was it was, it was double dip of hurt uh, for Anthony Sane in 2008. But Derrick Rose, of course, was a super exciting player from that era. Uh, went on to be the youngest MVP in uh, NBA history. Um, you know, one of the more exciting players. Alley-oop machine, just coming down, dunking on people, a violent dunker, incredible court vision, incredible ability to get to the basket. Um, and John Morant, who's on this team, of course, has been compared to him. Uh, his game has been compared to Derrick Rose a lot. A lot of people who, um, also have the injury concerns uh, with Ja when it comes down to comparing him to Derrick Rose as well. And I just thought he was the perfect signing. Uh, there are different people that may look at this uh, signing differently. I, I don't really care what Derrick Rose brings on the basketball court. I think it's just him being your vet, being the oldest player on your team with a guy like John Morant who they've had a similar pass, not just on the court but off the court. Uh, Derrick Rose, of course, uh, was involved in a sexual assault situation, I think back in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think he was found to be not guilty. It was no contest or something, but um, he was able to stay clean after that uh, situation and stay stay away from any other scandal throughout his career. And I think that he's someone that... um, probably at the height of his career, didn't think that he, he was, it was going to turn out the way that it did now. And I think having a player uh, on your roster who's been through some things like that, that can talk to Ja, um, that can say, hey, I know you're on top of the world. I know you've got the shoe, the endorsement deal. Hey, I had one too. You know what I mean? I've still got one. I think, I think Adidas still takes care of him. I think he had an Adidas athlete shirt on when he was getting uh, at the photo shoot the other day. And I think it's a guy who can, man, everything you've done, I've done those things as well, and, and it, it let me help you get to where you ultimately want to go. And I think it's a beautiful situation to have a guy like that uh, on this team, on that roster. Like I said, man, we can have a whole other debate about it, have a whole other discussion about what he what he can possibly do on the court because he's only 34 years old. He's not uh, an old man on the court yet. Uh, he's knocking on it. You know what I mean? But we've seen older guys or guys in this age group uh, that are still doing well, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, um, LeBron James, of course, uh, Chris Paul, who's even older, I think he's like 38 years old. I'm not going to say what he's not able to do, but I, I do kind of question what he will be asked to do uh, this particular season. But uh, I am extremely excited about that. We did a podcast about that already. Uh, the thing I'm most excited about to see, uh, Paris Sharkey, will definitely be the moment that Ja did some wild shit on the basketball court, like an alley-oop or slams on somebody that just does something crazy, and he gets the seal of approval, the nod. From Derrick Rose. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that's gonna be a pretty epic moment. Paris, what are your quick thoughts on uh Derrick Rose coming to Memphis? Man, I love the signing. Like you said, hey, I grew up Derrick Rose. I was in high school mm-hmm. during that whole championship year and everything. Then growing up, I was a Bulls fan. So mm-hmm. I was cheering for Derrick Rose up until they traded him away. So yeah. Hey, huge Derrick Rose fan. Love the signing, especially to help out Job and Rant. And even like you was talking about with both of them being similar players, mm-hmm. that helps Ja too, because Ja Tends to get reckless, jumping, trying to jump over people, jumping over Anthony Davis in the first game of the playoffs and getting hurt. Yeah. You got Derrick Rose to learn from who got hurt doing the same stuff. They tell him, slow down a little bit, kid. Slow down. You got a long, you got a long career, man. Slow down a little bit. Uh definitely was excited about that. Also, uh, since we last talked, uh Desmond Bain, 
Got paid, got paid, got paid. Desmond Bain got paid. I tell you, he did for sure. Uh, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. There's been a couple people who don't really know the Grizzlies like that. I may not even pay attention to the whole uh, grasp of the league. Same people who probably question this uh, uh, FIBA basketball, America basketball team, whether it's a good team or not, may not be aware of how good Desmond Bain is. Just to end all that uh, talk, period, you're talking about a guy who, in his draft class, easily top five. You might want to say top three. Some people might say top two in his draft class. Um, a guy who's, you know, averaging 21 points per game, one of the better three-point shooters in the entire NBA. That guy is a max player in any market. I don't care who you're talking about. Um, excited for him. Excited the Grizzlies have him locked up. And they're clearly letting their wallet speak for them and saying that Desmond Bain is a guy we believe in. He's part of our young core. And... Um, that's another thing, too, man. People talk about inactivity, things about the, that the Grizzlies aren't doing. You ha you can't knock a team who's drafting max players, man. And if you if you look out throughout the league, there are currently three teams that have three max-level players that they've, they're paying. When I say max-level, you're either getting the max or you're making more than $26 million per year. And there are three teams that I that I know that perish that, um, that fit that criteria. You know who those teams are? Denver Nuggets. They're the Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, and us. Oh. We are the only team, those are the only three teams that have three guys that they drafted or they're homegrown. Either you drafted them or you acquired them on draft night. And that's the Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, and the Memphis Grizzlies. The only three teams that have their own homegrown max level players on their team. And I think this awesome company to be in. Uh, shout out to Desmond Bain for sure, man, and, and all those type of things. Um, we're about to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Rob Fisher come on for the sit-down with Sam. going to talk about everything we can, man. The Summer League is jumping off. People coming at me crazy, man, on, on, on Twitter. Got John Moran and Jake LaRavia coming at me uh, on Twitter. A beautiful moment. I'm excited about it, <laughs> I guess. Uh, whatever it takes for Jake LaRavia to uh, come out and do his thing. If I have to be the sacrificial lamb for my brother in Christ, Jake LaRavia. <laughs> whatever it takes, man. But we'll take a break. When we come back, it's going to be Rob Fisher here for the Sit Down with Sane. We'll see you guys in a minute on the Anthony Sane Show. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy.
right, welcome back, everyone. You are here for the sit down with Sane. Very special guest with me to my right, a legend in sports media. Wow. A fellow pop star like wow. myself. That is true. In his media game. We are not journalists. We are not media members. I don't care what y'all heard. We might we might be the two coolest dudes in Memphis media, Rob, for real. Because it's a lot of dudes that they're skilled, but they're kind of, you know, yeah. lamos. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, good skill. Good skill in But town, they just ain't got that pop appeal. You know what I mean? No. When they show up, people ain't trying to get autographs. and No, and they ain't showing up looking like we look. Right. Then they show up for every damn thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, we ain't got time for shaking hands and yeah, everything. I'm we, not shaking. <laughs> I don't have time to shake hands. <laughs> we just show up for the major shit, man. That's we, right. Yeah, we ain't right. doing all that, man. Yeah. Hey, sure. <laughs> before we get going, uh-huh. uh, so, so I'm listening to the show last week, and mm-hmm. your guest brings you a, a gift. Yeah, he did. The, the uh, uh, Sane Char. Yeah, the, the, he had the John Conchar t-shirt. So I brought it. I brought a gift. Okay, what uh, you got? It's, 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 for, it's for the studio here. Okay, cool. Uh, do you remember Bonzi Wells, mm-hmm. his last appearance with the Grizzlies? Yeah, it's one of my favorite Grizz ever, Loki. And yes. it, 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 didn't, it didn't end well. No, it didn't end well at all. Including a wristband that was thrown up into the crowd on his way off the mm-hmm. floor. Don't tell me you got that. For the last time we ever saw Bonzi Wells, mm-hmm. the rest of his yeah. career. You got the wristband. I got this for you. Oh, so. shit. Damn, that's a real deal, Joy. Oh, snap. Bonzi Wells for the Bonzi's for the wristband from his, from his last game that he ever had there you go. at FedEx Forum. Turned upside down. It's a nine now. Shout out to Tony Allen and shout out to Drake. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so there it is. Bonzi's wristband. I thought that would be is. good for you. It looked good, too. Hold on. It ain't in yeah, the shot, right? though. Hold on. We're going to put it in front of the refrigerator. There we go. Perfect. That looks perfect. There it is, man. Oh, that stands Ooh, out. That man, is great. Who are you telling? Who are you telling? People are going to say, what is that? You're going to say, hey. Bonzi Wells <laughs> wristband. Yeah. Or Tony Allen. However they, however they want it. However. Yeah. However they want it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. For sure. We are here with uh, fellow pop star, Rob Fisher. He is not a media member. Neither am I. No. Good to have you here, uh, Rob, for sure. Rob, I have a confession to make okay. before we get started. Um, as you know, Rob, I was talking about the grind of, of, of getting in the uh, journalism industry, media industry, uh, with one of the interns, one of the uh, young men I'm working with. And I was saying how, um, and in that grind, man, I've done a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've done podcasting. I was doing like uh, 4 a.m. radio to record a podcast, all those type of things, right? And Rob, you've always been my guy. I've always had respect for you. But man, I used to get my jokes off of your ass, right? <laughs> oh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember sure. when you were just a trolling sure. Twitter guy yeah. too. I wasn't sure if you knew I, I was getting the jokes off on you, bro. Yeah, okay, you my guy though, man. So we, that's we all right. yeah, yeah, that's all right. I uh, <laughs> for, the, for those of you who didn't know, uh, there was this beautiful woman here. There was a friend of mine in the city of Memphis. Her name was Kelly Evans. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I was pushing a campaign for Kelly to be the sideline reporter. Yeah, because I didn't really know you, bro. But you're so swagged. Let down me down tell you down. something. Every city that well, not every city, but almost every city that we go to. Mm-hmm. The guys in the truck and the guys that we travel with, they all want to trade me for the sideline reporter on the other team. <laughs> so I hear it every city that we go to. There aren't many of us guys uh, <laughs> no, uh, sideline reporters man. anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I think there's maybe a handful uh, in the entire league. Mm-hmm. And I went to the NBA meetings last year, and they were like, yeah, all the sideline reporters over yeah. here. I was like, wait a second. Am I at the fishing? wrong table? It's me and like 18 women. And I was like, what's going on? Where are all the dudes? Where'd they go? Yeah, Where are the they times, at? Times have changed, and, uh, Yeah, but I... Uh, I, I did not hold court that day. Yeah. So it was like it was like it was it is at home. You know? And I saw you uh <laughs> the first one on one experience I had with you, I was on a road trip somewhere. I think it's either New Orleans or Chicago. Might have been Atlanta. But I saw you outside and I said, Well, he didn't try to beat my ass, so I guess 
<laughs> I guess we could. <laughs> I guess we good for sure. Man. No, I'm 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 happy for you and in, in this show, man. It it looks great, uh, sounds great, and uh, like I said, I I, I remember you being a, a troll on Twitter, dude. But <laughs> ain't much change uh, on it. But everything, I mean, everything you've done, you've you've uh, you've done a great job getting to where you're at and being mm. able to do what you do. And um, I, I you know I've 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 never nothing but respected you man and uh mm. so I, I wish you the best and i, I know i know you you feel the same way I, I and i know all that stuff <laughs> past is just something in the past but oh, um, man. but yeah man we, we've done a we've we've talked a lot and uh yeah I'm, I'm i'm proud of you what you've been able to accomplish and and where you've come and it's, you, uh, it's it's always cool because i was a guy that i worked my ass off from the age of 19 mm. and i've been in this business since i was 19 and at the time there were only nine sports radio stations in the country right and i was working on one of them and, uh, you know, so I, I went through the the internships and the, the getting, you know, the station goes under and mm -hmm. everybody's fired. I was 20 right. years old and already fired from my first radio right. job and then mm -hmm. got another opportunity and just kept busting my tail to do it. So when I see people who bust their asses to do it as well, yeah. it, it it makes me smile because uh, too many people, you know, just think it's really easy and, and think it, they should be handed things in yeah. this business. and. And they shouldn't. Uh, you should have to earn it. And, well, you know, a couple people like yeah, us, a couple pop stars like pop us. Pop stars too. like us, man. Yeah. Never. I felt so insulted, man, when uh, I had the incident with uh, Jake LaRavia on Twitter the other day. Yeah. And then John comes in. He calls me media. I'm like, man, media? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, like, media. Like, bro, I didn't. He stopped following me on Twitter. For real? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's awful, man. I yeah. assume he stopped following a lot of people because he follows like 100 now. Yeah, he's down to. Oh, you you made this last. You didn't make this last cut. Is what you're saying? Yeah, you were on the island until this. Oh man, that's tough, bro. <laughs> that's tough, man. Although maybe maybe he'll follow me on Threads. I don't. Yeah, know. exactly. Maybe. maybe he's just waiting we'll to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Shout out to Twelve for real, man. Um, I don't. I I was laughing at that whole situation. It's like. I troll. I'm a troll, man. I mess with people on Twitter. I get my jokes off. Sure. And I've been changed my stance on Jake Naravia. I'm like, okay. I've, I talked about that in the first segment too. Like, you know, I, I, this this team has the opportunity to <clears throat> just develop their own dudes, and yeah. it clearly looks like what they're about to do. So I was pulling for guys like Jake, pulling for guys like Roddy, et cetera. I just had to give me one last joke in, man, and yeah. it just didn't go. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> it got John's attention. It got John's attention for sure. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so what do you what do you think about the off season? What you've seen so far? So so far they got Marcus Smart via trade on draft night. Uh, Derrick Rose is a free agent signing. The draft, you know, you got Gigi Jackson, who we've seen in summer league. What are your thoughts on what the direction the Grizzlies seem to be going? In so I've far? liked all the moves. Mm -hmm. I, I think the team is improved. Um, you know, Marcus Smart. I, I think for what he brings to the table, more than just being a player that mm -hmm. he is, and he's a player that replaces a guy who did a lot of those same things. Um, but then his leadership as well, and, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think that that's that's an upgrade. Um, Tyus for Derrick Rose, I'm cool with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I hear a lot of people talking about you know, well, you signed Derrick Rose and he, not to really play. I, that's well, where I'm in. That's, that's where I am. That's kind of silly. You don't sign a guy to a two year contract and not play. You think he's gonna play? Yeah, I think he's gonna play. Mm -hmm. I, I I think they need him to play. Okay. And I'm not saying big minutes, but I, I think he's still capable of playing. Oh, yeah, I think that for sure. Um, I don't think he's like, you know, I mean, we saw, 40 what, old two man years ago he yeah. scored 50? Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. 
So, I mean, I think he can still play mm -hmm. without having to be, you know, your main guy. That's mm -hmm. where he is in his career. And I think he understands that's where he's at in his career. Hell, Tom Thibodeau made it very clear that's where you are mm -hmm. in your career. So I, I think he can play a little bit more than he did with the Knicks. So so I'm cool there. I I, I think that's an upgrade for your, your depth on your team. Um, Gigi Jackson, I don't know. You know, draft picks, I, I never want to guess because in the summer league, I don't basically. know, man. Yeah, so I just I, call Peter Emerson. I don't have time for this. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> I don't have time for this, man. Call somebody else. Yeah. They can tell I me call about Chip Gigi Williams. Or, yeah, 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 I don't right. have time he's, he's who? Oh, okay, cool. Great. Yeah. That's what I'll use from now on. But uh, I... Uh, you know, I, I trust the front office and mm -hmm. guys that they draft. And everything you hear about the kid of, you know, if he stayed another year, maybe he's a lottery guy or even top five guy. Right. Okay, sure. Hey, if you say so. Oh, let's, uh, great, let's go for <laughs> you it. You know better than you me. Know, maybe he'll be starting by the end of the year. Who knows? Right. Um, but, I, but I like the improvement of the team. My question is, is it enough? Mm -hmm. You're kind of small now. Yeah, because it, it looks like they're about to run three guards. Yes. I mean, when Ja comes back, Marcus Smart is starting, right? Right. He got to start. I mean, you didn't get rid of two first-round picks. Put him on the bench. Yeah, he's going to play. Yeah. He's going to play. So you're, you're going to be small. Mm -hmm. um, but you're a little bit better. That's So I'm, I'm okay there. And then when you look at your depth, my problem right now is it's a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. Hope David Roddy uh, improves on his rookie year. Yeah. Hope Jake Laravia is maybe the guy like Santi was last year and mm -hmm. takes that big step this year. Um, hope that you know John Conchar can give you more oh, than what he God. gave you a year ago. All right, um, we we gonna pray about them. That's not. I <laughs> really hope. So there's kind of past that hope phase. Yeah. Hope that you know Derek Rose is healthy. Yeah, and can play. Um, there's a lot of hope with your depth. And when you look at the NBA championship this past year with the Denver Nuggets, it was their eight were better than your eight. Right. It was six, seven, and eight and made huge impacts in, in all of the series throughout the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Are our six, seven, and eight, are we confident that they're making mm -hmm. impacts in the course of a playoff series? Right. There's hope. A lot of hope, I think, for these guys. But, you know, <clears throat> is it is it possible that that, that hope becomes reality? Because we're asking about a lot of different guys. Sure. I mean, you expect David Rowdy to. Can Zaire Williams return to his rookie mm -hmm. season and build on that right. instead of what we saw last year? So there's a lot of guys that can fit the role, but who's going to grab it? Because last year, nobody grabbed it, really. Mm -hmm. Right. Roddy kind of grabbed it, but then he was out of the lineup for a long time, and then maybe he grabbed it again, and then he was out yeah. of the lineup for a long time. LaRavia never did. Conchar yeah. never did. Um, you know, so those Zaire guys on the bench that yeah. you were like, who's going to play the backup two or the backup three? What are we going to do there? We threw a lot of guys in there. Yeah. No one really grabbed it. Right. And Conchar's like, damn, I just got I got to do all this shit. I got to be the two right. out of three. Yeah. So if you're going to be a contender, mm -hmm. which I think this is the year that you have to say going into the season, you're a contender. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that solidified. And hopefully, again, right. somebody steps up. I'll say this. I do agree. We are contenders. When you're a team that's had that good of a record this many years in a row for the last two years, you're definitely a contender. But me personally, I've moved the goalposts. Like I've I've dropped my level of expectation. And it was two things that I saw this in the playoffs that made that happen. Seeing Boston get bounced out of there again. Yeah. That talented, but still young. And uh Miami, seeing what they're doing with like just Jimmy Butler and dudes. You know what I mean? Like and, and what I'm saying is <clears throat> I still think we're a contending team, but I'm not at the point where I'm like 
I don't know, man. It's like it's kind of hard how I feel because I'm like, if things shake right, a young team like us could break through and win. Mm-hmm. But it just feels so unlikely. What are we missing? Just time and experience, I think, man. If you just look throughout history, like young teams with young cores don't win championships. You're right. You know what I mean? So because even like that, like that uh, uh, Thunder team with Westbrook, KD, James Harden. They just look like kids when they got yeah. against LeBron and them, who's just a little bit older than them, who kind of been through it a little bit more. So um, <clears throat> I'm down for whatever. Like, I think it's going to be a great season regardless. But my, like, because I had this championship formula lined up last year where I'm like, okay, you got a top 10 player in the league, John Morant. You got a defensive player of the year candidate, Jaron Jackson Jr. You got one of the better shooters in the league. That's a championship formula 10 times out of 10. And we look like kids in the playoffs. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and when I saw Boston, who's got two All NBA guys on their team, look like kids in the playoffs. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and it happens. So, I just think we're, <clears throat> it's kind of more of a to be determined. And obviously, a lot has to do with job. Yeah. yeah. Who, what job are we going to yeah, see? Exactly. Who, whose job going to be uh, when he comes back? This team can contend, but they can't win a title without him. No. And, and he needs to be right. the leader and the guy that takes him mm-hmm. there. I mean, that that's what superstars do. So, uh, hopefully, when Ja comes back, he dives into that role. I mean, the, right. the hope thing is weird because I I mentioned this to someone the other day. You know, two years ago when the Grizzlies were a two-seed, even late in that season, I, I was always asked the question, are they a contender? <coughs> Excuse me. Right. And I thought, well. Shit, I think they are. <laughs> it's tough to put them there right. because they're they're young. They've never done it before. and But they're the number two team, right. so I guess they're I've a contender. I've seen them beat everybody. You know but if mean? you asked me the question, is this team going to win a title in the next five years, I would have said yes. Oh, yeah. Belief, yes. 100%. Now, just two years later, you ask that question, is this team going to win a title in the next five years? I think it goes back to what I was talking about. I hope. I hope they can. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Yeah. So belief's gone to hope. Window hasn't closed, but belief, I think, has gone yeah. to hope. And this is a For big sure. year to kind of prove, I think, as a team and individual players that we're taking a big step. We're on our way to a championship. You uh, you talked about, you know, how we have hope and the guys on the bench and all those type of guys, nobody really breaking through last year. So far in the summer league, we've seen David Roddy play, Jake LaRavia play. Uh, Zaire Williams isn't playing for whatever reason. Um, what do you, who, who have you saw, and what do you think about what you've seen in the summer league so far? Um, I don't know. I, 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 it's, the thing is I, I usually take from summer league is I don't take anything unless it's bad. Yeah, that's me too. Right? I mean, because – because you ass, you might just be ass. <laughs> Period. <laughs> right. Right. Because this, this is, this, this is, it's G League, mm-hmm. basically, with, with some NBA guys in it. Right. I mean, uh, upper level G League. Right. So we got the best assist guy in the G League last year, and he's playing really well. Right. We got the MVP of the G League last year. He's playing really right. well. We got a couple of guys who were in the NBA last year. They're playing really well. Well, they should. They should play mm-hmm. well. I, I, You know, I, I didn't like Laravia's first game. He came back and had a game that I expect from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys that dominate when they're with the hustle. Dominate. So they should play very well in the summer league. And and they are. And, and it's uh, it's good. I, I'm the, the guy that just jumps off the charts for me, though, still, every time I watch him play is Kenneth Lofton yeah. Jr., He's so much fun to watch. I, when he was in college, I, I got to watch him a lot because his team made a deep run in the uh, conference tournament. And I was betting games. And <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll bet this game it's on. And who is that dude? Right. 
And then five minutes later, it's who is that dude that is dominating this <laughs> right. game? Mm-hmm. He's he's such a unique player. He he is so skilled offensively. Yeah. So skilled offensively. It's incredible. Um his ability to go after the ball, even though he doesn't have the height, um yeah. is 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 fascinating to watch. You know, he he's got to get better as a defensive player in, in the NBA and just needs to polish some things for the NBA. I, I'm I, I love watching him play, and every time I see him, he 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 impresses me. I I I love it. Yeah, you know I have a um, trying to think the word I can say because he's probably gonna watch the show. My son is a little bonus size. He's got a he's kind of a thick kid, right? Yeah. And the, the joy I get, man, of watching him watch Junior Lawson because he gets amped <laughs> to see Junior. Out there. He's so freaking entertaining, man. He and he's like, you know, you look at this guy who's. Like he just looks like he's just like this. He's he's just this big kid out there having fun, and he's killing people, man. Like he's yeah. destroying dudes. Like I don't I don't know how much of that could translate to the league, but man, but we're still talking about putting the ball in the basket, man. And he's I, he's he makes that part of the thing. Easy. And I I think that you know I don't know if it'll be this year, but I th- I think he can play in the yeah. league. I, I think he could have a nice long career as a just a. Just a dude in the middle that gives you hell. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> so it, 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 it pisses you off because yeah. you're like, what is he doing? <laughs> and if he could get with Zebo and kind of learn the, you yeah. know, <laughs> those moves. get away from me move. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's so he's so good on the offensive end that it's, uh, you, you know, he can play. And, and he does get after it rebounding. Um, so that's one thing defensively, but he's just got to be a better defensive right. player. He's just so damn fun to watch, man. But he's so much fun. I mean, he oh is. And when God, then man. he pulls up from three and he hits It's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, he's a kid that you root for. Yeah, I, I root for him a lot. Yeah. I really do. Shout out to him for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, another guy that I definitely root for, and if Gabe's watching, I'm sure he's going to be rooting for him. He's definitely his favorite player, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's getting ready to go play uh, in the FIBA basketball tournament. Uh, probably going to start in that tournament. I saw that line, uh, yeah. the roster today. He, yeah, he, I hope he starts. <laughs> yeah, he better. If he ain't starting today, we in trouble. But now, uh, with that being said, though, man, we we talk a lot about the next level for Jaren, and we know that without job being there, you're probably going to need to see a next level from Jaren. What does the next level for Jaren Jackson Jr. look like this season? I, I think we saw a huge jump this past year. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> The defensive stuff's incredible, and, and and really, the only thing you need to say about defense is just continue to stay out of foul trouble. Right. I mean, that, that's that's the biggest thing. He did pretty good. With that, he playoffs. did real good the over the course sure. of the yeah. season. There were some big games where he did get into foul trouble, right. but I mean that that's going to happen. But it, it was much better this year than it was the previous mm-hmm. year, and but that that's that's got to continue. But everything else defensively, his timing, his shifting, his everything he does is just amazing so uh, just keep keep doing doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing um offensively he did it a lot this year just the no hesitation drive to the basket and throw it down yeah just i think the the next step for jaron is the mindset of i'm bigger than you i'm quicker than you you. yeah and i'm better than you yeah and just take it to people Mm mm-hmm He's hard to stop. When he goes to the basket and has that long step. Oh, it's over. Right. You can do number foul. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of like Ja, a little little, little mid-range uh, yeah. something that, that maybe he can throw in there. Uh, but I like I like what he does from three. I like what he did from three last year. He didn't force a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He just kind of shot them when they were in the game, and, and he had a wide-open mm-hmm. spot. Um, 
but but he didn't he didn't it, it felt like the year before it was almost like uh, I have to take so many threes. It it didn't feel like that at all one yeah. time last year that it, it felt like he had to take them. So I, I just think more attacking in the paint. I think at first with Stephen Adams it was hard for him. Right. Uh, there was that time that Adams was out. Uh, I guess it was maybe at the end of not last year but the previous year where Adams was out a little bit. And Jaron, it was it was an amazing transformation of mm -hmm. him going to the basket and throwing down and going to the basket with authority, and nobody could stop it. And it was like, wow, well, is Steven in the way? Is that the problem? Right. Then Steven came back, and Jaron kind of figured out, and Steven figured out how yeah. to do it, how mm -hmm. to be able to do it with him on the floor. So, man, I hope to see Steven Adams back because I think that would make Jaron's development even yeah. more well, so. He, he just continues to grow as a player, and – there's no reason to think he won't again this year. Watch his transitions, Cole. All right, you talked about <laughs> <laughs> you talked about Steven Adams making room for Jerry Jackson Jr. on the court. Twitter. Oh, God. oh, that was a cold transition. Cold. Twitter. Yeah. Pop star shit, man. Yeah. Twitter is is making room for a competitor right now. Uh, threads is what they threads. call it. It's by the the Meta company, the people that brought you Instagram, dude. I, Facebook. I, I last night. I mean, this was this was a. It was an issue yeah. for me. Last night I was, was watching a ball game and I had just gotten home and I was uh, I was like, oh, I'll look, see what's going on through mm -hmm. Twitter. And everybody's talking about how they're leaving Twitter and going to, go to, to this three. And I'm like, well, what, what the heck is going on? And I'm trying to look it up and see what's going on. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. So then I was like, well, let me see what this threads thing is all about. And I went over there and I was like, well, I better sign up. Everybody else right, is everybody doing else it. So, over I, here, so yeah. I did it. Everybody else is doing it. So I might as well do it. How dare you leave me behind? And I am, uh, I'm miserable. Yeah, right now. I, I don't, I don't know which it. way I'm supposed to go. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit now, man. I'm and not going to start a whole new page and with get no followers. followers or nothing. I'm, I'm coming up on 10,000 on Twitter. I mean, I've been I'm doing that. this for 15 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. You want me to start over? And you want me to start nothing. over on a new thing? If it had like a port button, like. And I don't need all my Instagram followers. No. I don't need to follow all of yeah, them man. because a lot of them I'm just looking at yeah. the pictures. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to get into details. My IG, yeah, yeah. I ain't following Adrian Wojnarowski on Instagram. <laughs> no, no. Woj is not following. I don't give a damn what Woj is talking about on Instagram. But, but I'm following or Windhorse for that matter. No, no way, no chance. Or but, the NBA or no. the Grizzlies or no. But I got to follow on, on, on this threads. And I, I mean, today I, I spent too much time today of my life sitting there going follow. All right, who else do I need? Uh, sane. I'm on Sane show. I'm, sane. Uh, <laughs> right. all right. I'm not uh, doing all that, man. I don't I mean, have time for it. Jeez. So I wish I could just transfer all the yeah. Twitter people over. Twitter and Instagram uh, need to have a conversation. Like, look, man, drop off. Well, the apparently they are because now there's a big lawsuit. Because okay. uh, apparently uh, the Instagram people, the meta people, have been stealing stuff for decades mm. and using it as their own idea. And they're saying this is another example. So there well, it is. Lawsuit. Yeah. Big deal. Big deal. So stay tuned. But follow me on threads at the fish nation underscore. Yeah. Follow my boy, man. Follow my guy, Rob Fish. <laughs> Fellow pop star in this Memphis media thing. Yeah. And to be a pop star, you got to be on threads. Rob, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on today. Of course, you guys know Rob Fisher. He is the sideline reporter for the Memphis Grizzlies. The only sideline reporter that Memphis Grizzlies have ever known. That's right. Never been a woman up there. Yeah. No. <laughs> there was. Was. It was a woman before you? Yeah, uh, Nikki McCray. What, Nikki McCray? Nikki McCray. No, damn, Rob, how long have you been doing it? This is, uh, this will be my 17th year. God damn. I remember her doing that too for a little bit. Yeah, she did a little bit. Hasseltine did it for a minute. Nah, I'd rather see you to Eric. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bad to choose dudes. <laughs>
to put up there. <laughs> he still hasn't forgiven you for all the trolling you did him. <laughs> Just be honest uh, with you. Just be honest. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going gonna... on the same show. What are you going on his show for? Yeah, if... no, he is. <laughs> the hell with him. Bro, why do white men get so bad at jokes, bro? <laughs> Can you, do you... <laughs> I don't understand it, man. Shout, shout out to Eric, though, man. Yeah, you guys know you guys know Rob everything he does. Pre and post game show hosts for on um, battles for the Grizzly games. You guys know him from that. You might know him from the Odd Couple on Grind City Media as well as Infield Fly, two awesome podcasts. You guys can check out there on Grind City Media. Final question for you, Rob. Mm-hmm. I've known you for a while now. You came on our show uh, after you had an article that came out about some of the victories you had uh, involving mental uh, mental health. Uh, I know that you are a huge advocate for mental health as well. What are uh, why is this so important to you, and what are some of the things that you think uh, contribute to you having victories uh, within that realm? Uh, well, it's important to me because I I, I do have uh, bipolar suicidal depression, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds horrific. Yeah, it sounds kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, every oh, time shit, I say it, it sounds awful. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I deal with every single day. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it took me from the moment that I was diagnosed and kind of learned about it to the moment that I talked about it with Jeff Calkins and, and he wrote the piece was about 15 years. And I finally felt it was the right time. And it meant a lot to me because when you battle depression or other mental health, uh, issues that there are out there that you can battle. Um, it's, it's, it was embarrassing to talk Mm -hmm. about. Um, first person I ever told them about it. it, The first response was, what do you have to be depressed about? It's like, well, I'm not depressed. I have depression. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a much different because what do I have to be depressed about? I have no idea. Um, so my, my whole thing about talking about it was to, let others know that they're not alone. And, you know, I, I thought uh, that, that someone that, you know, has a dream job that I have and, and, and a family, a great family that I have, that, that all of those things, you can still suffer. And, uh, and, and I, I just wanted to let people know that they're not alone in that. And uh, it, it, was, it was amazing to me that the response I got from it was, uh, it was incredible. And I mm. knew there'd be a big response right. and, and a lot of people saying, Oh, you know, we're with you, you know, go, go Rob. Mm-hmm. But, but what it did was it made me realize how many people out there just know someone mm-hmm. or are dealing with it themselves right. and have never spoken about it and are sending me messages saying they're going to talk to a doctor now. They're going to do this now. I mean, all of that, it, it for how much I wanted to just help somebody else, it helped me more than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for it and uh, all the feedback that I've gotten on it. And uh, so it's something that I, you know, try to battle every mm-hmm. day and 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 some days are most days most days are better than than others but uh, there still are some bad days but um you know like i said just want everybody to know they're not alone in, yeah, in dealing with it and you know it can it can happen to anybody and we've seen yeah. it happen to anthony bourdain and we saw it with kate spade who both took their own lives uh because of it so mm-hmm. um you know it's uh it's something that i've have really tried to champion over the last few right. years and and just try to help as much yeah. as I can. But I'm glad to see you winning, man. You definitely affected me because I remember at that time when I was reading the story and seeing somebody that I 
you know, looked up to and just kind of, you know, watched you up close work or whatever. I, it was like, okay, it made me have to, it made me start assessing my own self. Cause you know, unfortunately in the black community, man, we just don't do those, we don't do those type of self checks. We don't go, we don't know, we don't go get the help. Right. We don't, we feel like it's like, like we just don't do it. We just don't do it enough. And I, I started noticing triggers within myself where my behavior would change and my mood would change. And uh, yeah, man, like it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely something that made me open my eyes to kind of do self checks on myself. Yeah. To to make sure everything was good. You know good. I mean? good. It, it, it's okay you know, for it not to be good. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. I got some insurance now, though, Ross. So I'm actually <laughs> go to the doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> go ahead. Good. <laughs> good. Well, that's good. That's, that's yeah. the first step. Yeah, yeah. First, good I was step. like, yeah, good we step. just we go somewhere and lay down for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. <laughs> man, I appreciate you, Rob, for sure, man. You got it, man. Man, you, you're one of the people I really can say is a friend of mine. We don't talk a lot. We don't see each other a lot. But every time I see you, man, it's, it's 100. And I appreciate you, Absolutely. Sure. You got it. Pop stars. We stick oh, yeah, together, Yeah, pop star man. shit. That's what we do, man. Mm. When you see us in public, just keep it moving. We ain't got time. That's right. We ain't got time for none of it. But yeah, we're about to take a break, man. When we come back, it's the three-pointer. We're going to chop it up here next on Anthony Sane Show. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student-athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Anthony Sane Show just wrapped up a great segment uh, with Rob Fisher, a good friend of mine, man, media pop star uh, in the game. He is not a media member, and neither am I. We're a little bigger than that, a little bit more important than that. I asked um, uh, someone with the Memphis Grizzlies, would they consider me a pop star or media member? And they said a media member. I said, I totally disagree. She said, in th on second thought, you're more of an influencer. That's what they said, Paris. Sound about right. I'll take that. I'm a media, I'm a sports media influencer, I guess. We're going to ride with it. I'll take that, man. But yeah, the three-pointer, where we talk about three things that are important in the world of sports. Number one uh, story that everyone has been talking about today, um, your girl Britney Spears, man, got the shit slapped out of her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
All right, man. You you guys have heard the story. Has there been any video of this? Like, how does this not get recorded? Nope, no video. All right, it's a lot. It, it didn't happen then, man. Like, I don't believe. Okay, all right. No, I don't. I don't want to be conspiracy brother either. But it just seems like if I see if Britney Spears and Victor Women Yana were in the same building, somebody would have pulled a camera. Someone would have pulled a phone up. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's say okay. Let's let's say that it did happen, which I'm sure that something happened. All right. Why are we just walking up, walking up, up, uh, walking up on seven foot five, like that? And then it said the brother was trying to leave, and she grabbed him, allegedly. So, yeah, let's let's not. If you see, if if to everyone out there, if you see victim women yonder out in person, you can't miss him because he's damn near eight feet tall. Um, he probably had to duck to go into the door of the room you're in. You're not gonna, you're not gonna miss him at all. Just leave that brother alone because these security guards do not play. Um, there's a guy, <laughs> there's a gentleman that does security for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you may have confused him with Eric Hasseltine because <laughs> he looks like Eric. You know the guy I'm talking about, Perry? Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, if, if you see that guy, he puts in the work. Um, I've seen him. Did he tackle Dylan Brooks? He did something. He did something this year where he, where he like, did something to de-escalate the situation. Well, the players are almost getting into a fight. Yeah, he don't play. Like, like quit walking up on these NBA players, man, for sure. Uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Britney Spears. Uh, the story said that he basically uh, backhanded her and pushed her away. What what is What can that be like? I hate to get jokes off about this, but I am. Like, what is it like to be, like, mega star Britney Spears? Like, one of the biggest pop stars, true pop stars ever in Britney Spears and to get handled that way because you walked up on uh, a real tall dude in the casino. Walked up on the wrong people. Hey, keep your hands to yourself, man. It works. It definitely works. Number two, uh, the Portland Trailblazers seem to not be going for the bullshit. Perry Sharkey. Perry Sharkey, who doubles as a Miami Heat fan when he's not a Grizzly fan. Uh, he's a uh, big fan of Jimmy Butler. I know Jimmy Buckets is your guy. Buckets, G Buckets. Um, I've I've voiced my hatred for the Miami Heat franchise several times on this show. Um, in the last few weeks, the last few months, uh, they are an entitled franchise with entitled fans that I think rival only the Los Angeles Lakers fans as far as having these entitlements where they feel like everyone is supposed to get their players ready to ultimately be Miami Heat one day. Um, and I think this is the approach that they're taking with this as well. Uh, all the signs are pointing to uh, Damian Lillard, who has came out and said he wants to be traded. Uh, signs are pointing that he uh, wants to go, could be going to Miami. That's the team that he's picked to be his uh, destination. He's used some strong words like, you know, Miami or else and all, all these type of things, allegedly. And I, 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 for one, I don't want anyone to get my words twisted. I'm a very pro player type person. Um, I, I do... I'm fine with players being able to move, you know, within limits uh, the way they want to. But if I am the GM of the Portland Trailblazers, first of all, I have a job. My job is to make the Portland Trailblazers the best organization that I can. And with that being said, I'm not sure that I'm just going to send Damian Lillard wherever he wants to go. Like his his contract is, first of all, he's under contract. And he's not under the same contract like Bradley Beal where Bradley Beal had a no-trade clause, and he can say, okay, I want to go to this team, and no, you can't trade this player for me. He, 
Damian Little doesn't have that type of power. And I know we've seen so many bad trades over the years that, 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 that where front offices have caved and, and sent guys wherever they want to go. Um, as a fan of a small market team in the Memphis Grizzlies, I am rooting for Portland to drag this thing out as far as they possibly can. I do not want to see them just give Damian Litter to Miami for Tyler Hero and freaking Duncan Robinson, bro. Like, that, I, I, I understand that's where Dame wants to go. I understand Dame has been loyal, all these type of things. I get all that, man, but I'm not a fan of just, like, these mega teams getting together and guys just going wherever the hell they want to go. Because it start it starts setting the expectation of, hey, once a guy doesn't want to go somewhere, like he's in like he has to go to this big market team or he has to go there. And as a Grizzly fan, I'm not excited about that day because there's gonna come a day where you're paying, you know, because uh, what's an, what's an, uh Jaron Jackson Jr.'s next contract is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be insane. You know, you're gonna be talking about around 50, 60, 70 million dollars a year possibly. You're talking about what, three years from now? Yep. You're talking about a, a contract that's going to be nuts. Desmond Bain's contract is going to be big. Jaw's going to get paid again. And you may have to have the same same conversation with, with one of our guys, and I'm not in the business of just letting someone come in and fleece a roster and you get back whatever. Am I saying that Dame's not going to end up in Miami? I'm not saying that. But I hope that Portland uh, pushes this thing out as far as possible. I, I commend them for it, man. I commend them for, for not just, you know, sending him wherever he wants to go and disrupting the ecosystem of the NBA, like we talked about a few weeks ago. Number three on the three-pointer, uh, Javon Quinley was in town for a visit to the University of Memphis. Uh, I'm going to predict the future and possibly say that by the time you guys watch this on Friday at noon, you may ha have seen an announcement saying that Javon Quinley is officially a Tiger. Um, I'm, I do predict that he does commit to the University of Memphis. All the writing is on the wall, all the signs, all the people who know uh, who are in the know, who who uh, uh, stalk teenagers for a living, they are leaning towards uh, Javon Quinley committing to the University of Memphis. And um, like I said last week, I'm excited about it. Uh, Penny's putting together a hell of a class and uh, having a kid like that <clears throat> to be your conductor, to uh, to stir the drink, so to speak, I think is an exciting time. I think he's, he's going to be a hell of a player here. Um, like I said, by the time you guys watch this on Friday, I'm assuming that that will, I'm hoping, uh, Perry Sharkey, that that will be official with Javon Quinley. But we're about to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do Inside the Same Brain. I told you what we're going to talk about already. We're going to talk about Kiki Palmer. I might do a, a Big Joker, Little Joker discussion as well, since I got a brother across the glass <laughs> with me and Perry Sharkey. We'll chop it up about that and more here on Anthony Sane Show. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy.
right, y'all. Welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Just got breaking news. Paris Shark and the Grizzlies did some shit. Uh, y'all tell me about it tomorrow. <laughs> I don't have time for it. There's something about some pick swaps. And I think y'all were saying the Warriors pick might be coming back. Hell no. No, no, no. Great analysis. I don't know, man. Bunch shit, of, go. Bunch of picks. Hey, go follow Chris Harrington on Twitter. He will, he will be breaking it down for you guys. Um, Isaiah Todd is coming over. I'm assuming that's to get waved. I'm getting texts and DMs saying, oh, the Grizzlies are up to something. Um, this reminds me of a couple summers ago, the year that we got. Uh, was that last? Was that two years ago when, when we acquired? Um, um, come on, man. Not Eagle Dollar. No. Oh, shit. Patrick Beverly. Patrick, Patrick Beverly. We got Patrick Beverly. Yeah, and then the year we got, uh, uh, remember we had like a. Oh, did we have Dwight Howard? Remember the year we got Dwight Howard and Deion, all them different dudes. Deion Waiters. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just like financial moves, man. We're just, we're helping other teams that are trying to break free and we're just getting shit back. But yeah, y'all might hear something different by the time you watch this tomorrow. But yeah, inside the same brain, where I talk about things that are going on in the world, typically outside of sports. Um, you want to do Big Joker, Little Joker, and uh, Kiki Palmer or what? Let's get it. Whatever you want. Let's do it. All right. Kiki Palmer. Uh, Kiki Palmer went to go see Usher. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming in Vegas. Uh, a lot of people are, are going to check out Usher at his residency in Vegas or whatever. Uh, Kiki Palmer came out, uh, just had a baby, was looking uh, postpartum thick. Uh <laughs> You know, she was looking post bottom thick in her uh, uh, video with Usher and her boyfriend uh, to remain nameless because I don't know who this brother is. Just a little red dude is, is all I can tell you. Uh, Perry, do you know his name? Nope. Can't think of him. Never heard his brother before um, Kiki Palmer got with him, and I've never heard of him to this day. Um, came out basically on Twitter saying uh, stuff about her being a mom and how she shouldn't dress that way, and people, of course, uh, tagged him about it um i've got two things to say number one i do not understand that seemed like an in-house conversation i feel like if, if he didn't like what she had on he could have waited until she got home maybe and addressed that or shot or the same stuff that he put on twitter he could have um put that in a text message texting still works in 2023 i agree i i don't i i i, I assume that was his lady when I first saw it, and then when I read into it, I saw it as like his baby mama and all these type of things are not married or whatever. I don't really think that matters as much as the fact that, dude, why are you putting this on Twitter? Like, why are you addressing her on Twitter? That whole part lost me. And number two, I'll say this. Um, get with who you like. <laughs> I know that sounds simple, man, but that's all I got. Get with who you like. And what I mean by that is if you like a conservative woman who doesn't dress like that, Get you a conservative woman who doesn't dress like that. Because, dude, Kiki Palmer been Kiki Palmer since she was 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're like, you're not going to change her, man. You, she's a celebrity. You know, I, I think I saw that, like, she lives, he lives with her and he doesn't work. And, like, dude, go ask Stepman how to do that shit. That's never been my thing. I've never been the guy who wants to live off a woman. But for those of you who do, I'm sure that he's not. I'm sure you're probably upset today. He's not going about this the way that, that uh, t typical guys who live off of rich women uh, go about this. So, yeah. Get, get with what you like, man. Like, you can't make Kiki Palmer be something uh, that she's not. If, if, 
If you want her, if you want to control her, get with Kiki that works at the Palm Garden Apartments. Because <laughs> you, because that ain't who you got, bro. You got somebody who's, you know, um, you know, she's been she's been a celebrity ever since she was probably ten years old, if I'm not mistaken. So, yep. yeah, Akilah and the B. Akilah and the B. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, bro. You 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 looking bad now? You on borrowed time. You got an expiration date now, uh, brother, because you didn't put that woman out there for sure. Um, number two, inside the same brain. I uh, put a post on Facebook. Paris Shark, so glad you were across the glass today because not sure where this was going going to go with Kenny. But Kenny also surprised me because he told me that he he did know what seasoning the tub means uh, a few weeks ago. Were you were you around for that one? I think I missed that one. Yeah, season. Do you know what seasoning the tub is, Paris Shark? Yep. Okay. Good. Well, we ain't got to discuss that yet. But, yeah, Fourth uh, of July just passed, uh, Paris Sharkey, and a game that many black people play during that time is spades. It's a game where basically, y'all know how it works, but the element I'm going to talk about today is uh, the jokers. The jokers usually come two in a deck, and there's one that looks like the rest of the cards, the standard cards in the deck. Um, full color, and it's got a Joker logo or whatever on it. And then there's another Joker that actually isn't a playing card, if you just want to be technical about it. But it's a proof of purchase more more so than anything that also gives a guarantee from the bicycle company to the um, to the purchaser, basically saying that if, if this 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 stack of cards you have is guaranteed to be of premium quality, if you have any problems with it. Mail it back to us, contact us, whatever. I don't know the verbatim, but it's basically what it says. And a lifelong discussion is which one of those jokers is the big joker or the little joker. Because what happens in spades is you might play a joker, I might have a joker to play as well, and whose joker trumps the other one. Right. So we all know this conversation. I have my reasons, and other people have their reasons. Um, what say you, Paris Sharkey? Let me, because like, we're, like I said, we're, there's a 12-year difference between you and I. So which which joker do you call the big joker and why? Yeah, I grew up in my family. It was always the one with the color on it. It was the color one. Yep. All right. That's the way I grew up as well because it's the bigger of the two jokers. Uh, when I when I started playing games, when I started playing spades away from my family, Paris Sharker, whether it be at summer camps or, you know, college, whatever it is, I heard people who were saying opposite. They were saying the smaller joker was the big joker. Do you know the reason why? Never heard. <laughs> they say the reason why, because it says the word guarantee on the card. And it says a guaranteed book. Yes. Sounds like some wild shit to me, but hey, if that's your house rule, that's what I go by. So I say this to you, um, everyone, black, white, whatever creed and color you are. If you um if you're gonna play spades in a family gathering, establish your uh house rules first so you can know what to do with the jokers. Can we all agree with that? Can we, Paris? Do you agree with that? Yep. I don't know if Kenny Stubblefield is back there with you at all today. Yeah, he back here. Kenny, do you agree? Just keep pushing. Don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So there are two things we learned today. If if you want to run Kiki, if you want to run a Kiki, make sure it's Kiki that works at the Palm Garden Apartments and not Kiki Palmer, because it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out for you too well at all. Um, and if you're going to play spades, check out the house rules first because that's an important thing to do. 
And the Grizzlies made a trade for something. Three seconds for two first-round pick swaps and Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd, who so probably nice. would not be with us too long. Shout out to Isaiah Todd, though. I don't know. He might be good. I don't know anything about him. Ask uh, Daniel Greer in them. He averaged 1.6 points a game in his career. Nah, we're going to get you up out here. Um, does he have any viral videos out? I have to do some more research on that one. No, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Josh Christopher for sure. Um, <laughs> for Paris Soccer across the glass, for Kenny Stubblefield, wherever he is right now, for my guest, Rob Fisher, this is the Anthony Sane Show. We will see you guys again Tuesday. No, I'm sorry. Wednesday at noon. Uh, thank you guys for everything you've been doing, checking us out so far. Appreciate the subscriptions. Appreciate the love. Appreciate you guys sharing everything. Um, Summer League has been pretty epic for the Grizzlies. They're playing the game right now as we speak while making big boy trades. They're uh, doing these things. But, yeah, we'll see you guys next time, and we up out of here. Thank you for listening to The Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.